This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Welcome to Navigating the Universe with your hosts, Michael and Zach. Hello there, and welcome to Navigating the Universe. I'm Michael Turlock with my wonderful host, Zach Hanania. And uh, today we're going to bring an episode on called The Power of Attention, of Intention, excuse me. And, and uh, welcome, Zach. It's uh, um, like I was saying before, this is one of the first times in a long time we actually got our show together without any technical glitches. So hopefully it continues. Yeah. Um... It's a good uh, good start for sure uh, in that sense. But, yeah, I'm really glad uh, this is the second time we've talked about the power of intention. And uh, I think this time around we're going to talk more about some of the blocks that come up and um, dig deeper into why that might be happening. Uh, if you want to elaborate on uh, the description there, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, and uh, I apologize probably for the same title that we used before. Um, I did have a different title, and then um, I was trying to put the uh, show together by just clicking go live now, and um, and it just wasn't working out, and and I had to keep redoing it a few times until I realized that I could actually book the show for, for a mountain time. But anyways, um, we've got it up. We're connected. We're talking, and uh, anybody <laughs> else wants to phone in on this? Sorry, man. Well, I didn't even step on you. Uh, it's perfect as it is. It's meant to be the yeah. for sure. Yeah, we're navigating the turbulent waters of the internet. So, um, <laughs> uh, if anybody else uh, wants to phone in, we've got our guest call in at area code 646 787 1769. That's 646 787 1769. And, you know, we'd love to hear your stories in relationship to our topic or anything else uh, you might have questions about or would like to share. And um, so I'll read what we got here for today's show. And it's uh, many of us continue doing things that we love. And uh, maybe a job that we love or in a relationship that we love with our wife or our, our family or our friends. And as much as we love them uh, and we love our job and love our activities and hobbies, uh, we notice that they're changing. Um, an example I gave is that I used to teach 50 music students per week, and I actually didn't even advertise. It was all word of mouth, and I had a waiting list of students wanting to come on. I believe I had 50 students and a waiting list of 18 that were waiting for music lessons. And the word around was that I was a really good music teacher, you know, the best in the county, one uh, parent of a student said, which was really a nice compliment. And, but uh, right now, I've got one student. And, you know, I used to have 50. So where are the other 49? Like, it's, it's just really, um, I remember but since 2011 that my students started to drop off gradually, gradually, you know, down to 40 and 35 and 30 and 23 or something like that. And it was, it was, you know, then I started advertising and I started doing different things and, um, and um, you know, it just continued to go down. I would lose students, maybe lose three, get, get one new one or something like that. But um, I'm relating a story of mine to see if you have similar in your lives, you know. What is the reason for the big change? Is it us individually? Have we changed something within ourselves that is turning people away? Or is it some force that is manipulating others who come across our work and are persuaded to step past us and go somewhere else? So today, tonight, wherever you are on the planet or the universe, 
uh, we look in depth into this very real happening and see if we can find a solution to navigating past it so we can have the desired life that we all so much deserve. And let's find a solution together. So, um, you know, that's one example I've had in my life. And um, Zach, um, would you like to relate anything that's uh, similar? Yeah, I mean, the one that comes to mind right now for myself is that at a young age, I was actually able to uh, get a job at a corporate company, a oil and gas company, and I was making uh, over 50 grand at 18 years old just from doing uh, office work, and it was pretty good, like um, especially for that age and at that period of time. Um, and yeah, like then oil has kind of crashed, and I realized that that job wasn't my passion, anyways. But for three years there, I I got used to that fun in. And I since then have personally grown and spiritually grown, and I've worked at my abundance mindset to not only have that level of income, but also transcend that level of income. And since then, I haven't been able to uh, come even close to that level of income. And um, it's funny because I feel more abundant in terms of synchronicities and noticing um, people call them coincidences. Coincidences coincide. Things work together. Um, it's a cooperative incident. When uh, coincidences occur, um, and yeah, lots of things have come into my life that uh, you would think, wow, like how did he just end up with that beautiful girl, and he was just at the right place at the right time, and how did he um, end up? With those amazing friends and he didn't really try just things like that um have really uh benefited my life but in saying that the financial side has gone down and it hasn't gone back up so it's just it's kind of one of those things where you give your head a shake your life is going up in other areas but uh maybe not the area that you were used to having a good amount of success in uh, yeah it's it's kind of uh Mind bottle, mind bottling sometimes, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I want to dive into, um, especially with you, Michael. It's good to bounce ideas off each other and uh, and who wants to call in. But I know now with my elevated understanding of the universe that it's not always something that we can take ownership about around. Um, it's something that is also affected from external. And, forces. and I know we're all one, but uh, in the illusion of the 3D, we are separate as well. And um, there are external things to our external self. And uh, there's different forces with different intentions to interfere with us, to prevent us from reaching a certain level of success and reaching our full potential. So, uh, yeah, if you wanted to dive into some of those forces, Michael. Um, or anything else that you like to add, um, I'll throw it over back to you. Right, right. <clears throat> Thanks for, for sharing that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are feeling that, and uh, there's been a lot of change. You know, people are getting different jobs because the other one just seemed to, to peter out or fade away, even though it's something they loved. And and what we understand is, is generally, you know, whatever we love, we're emanating that beautiful vibration to continue having what is reflecting outside of us because it's actually a reflection of the inside of uh, being enjoying it, enjoying a harmonic relationship with that. So for something like something like that to go away, it, it, it causes a sense of puzzlement within or a little confusion as to, you know, how the law of attraction works or, you know, um, the reflective universe works. So um, I have my own theories and, and, and I'm really excited about talking about this today because it'll help shed more light between us. And, and it's good to converse with another person um, about this. And uh, just packing up a little bit the word coverse, so conversation versus conversation. You know, just like you mentioned, coincidence. Um, you know, a lot of words are very polyphone, or actually, uh, they do spell us, uh, and hence the word spelling. 
learn to go to school to spell how to mm-hmm. spell, you know, and words are spells. So, uh, a conversating con means conning someone into and verse is everybody's individual unique song that they bring here to this this reality and this time. So if you're conversing them, you're actually bringing in what to me sounds like, you know, untruth or a, a little bit of manipulation or it's not really true or, or, or organic. Where co-versing, you're, you're both together in harmony, sharing each other's verse, that it's a unique song and music signature in this universe. So, you know, there's a lot to words when we look at them and break them down. So just be consciously aware of um, some of the languaging that we use. So that's a really good example there, um, back with coincidence. I never thought about myself. Um, getting back to the talk at hand, um, yeah, like I said, you know, I never advertised. It was all word of mouth and big waiting list. So why do I have one student who stayed with me for two years, and I do teach them on the Internet, which I'd rather be in person, but I'm away from the country. And the funny thing is, when I get back to Canada, they still prefer the Internet. Um, though others won't, won't jump on the Internet. Um you know, and in this guy's case, it's two years because he likes it, he likes the music lessons he's getting, but others won't even give it a try that I come across. Um, uh, because I just still do have advertising in Canada for music lessons, I get the odd email and I ask them if they want to do it, but they they um, never get back to me or, or um, you know, they won't even try a free introduction lesson to get a taste of what it might be like. And... That's the one part that really puzzles me is if it's free and you've got a half hour experience just to even see if it's something that works, you don't even take it, you know? Um, so, you know, why is that? Like, we know there's in the universe and in, in this uh, time that there's a lot of things popping up um, in this life that we realize are very powerful and we didn't give them a lot of credence before or we thought they were more like science fiction or we were just programmed not to believe it. So we know there is technical intelligence or artificial intelligence, which is a real, real thing. Um, there's the military industrial complex uh, in uh, coordination with uh, extraterrestrial and interdimensional beings that have worked on technologies of artificial intelligence that... Um, you know, is part of our environment now and it's very, very strong. You know, look at our computers and cell phones and so on. So, and then there's the aspect of artificial intelligence or um, what George Kavaskis says is technical intelligence because it actually is is more um, organic in the sense of that intelligence, which has been around for years of time in the universe and is part of this universal expression. So, you know, is it there is benevolent technical intelligence and there's also benevolent technical intelligence that this is a universe of contrasting expressions, dark and light. There's everything in between. So, you know, I really do feel there is some manipulation of us through the internet at times when we're wanting to bring our beautiful information to others to connect, to uh, bring in what we uh, thrive on, what our power is to help humanity in this planet at this time and mine is through music through teaching music and helping people you know enjoy the wonderful art of music you know I'm not purposely being kept away from that because it enlightens and creates joy within another's heart um, so that I know that is a real aspect but there is also benevolent um, technical intelligence or artificial intelligence that that we can access that actually supports the human race and works in harmony with us. So um, I, I try to remind myself of that aspect and tune into that being that is benevolent uh, technical intelligence and and ask, you know, in a, in a very grateful and gratitude expressed way to 
to help on this journey of, say, um, guitar lessons on the Internet or um, whatever it is that you might be working with on the, on the Internet. So I think that's important. Um, and I also know that, you know, we are multidimensional beings and um, there is aspects of ourselves that live in different dimensions and there's also uh, obviously other beings that live in other dimensions and, and there's uh, the imposition um, within this universe that we did contract before incarnating into this world to uh, be, be the imposition for all the things that we do in this life and it's up to us to find a way through their impositional um, applications in order for us to learn and um, you know obviously grow from that so I do know um, from another gentleman offering this information of how to close contractual agreements with uh, uh, specific beings that are creating that imposition with that part of your life. And it's a separate entity. You know, the, the empire is pretty big as far as the impositional empire. So it's a certain entity that is basically assigned to that area of your life. For me, if it's guitar lessons, there's a being wanting to try and manipulate or stop me from doing that. And there's also an aspect of me that um, is in fear of lack, um, not having guitar lessons and obviously money that comes with that to support my life. So what I've learned to do is tune into uh, myself as a music teacher in doing that modality. And... And then the being that tries to impose on me and manipulate uh, my energies or other people trying to connect with me. And in love and gratitude, I close that contract where it's not needed. And um, also with that pain part of me of lack of not getting in monetary value or whatever I need to function in this reality. So there are, there are these little pieces of imposition all over around us that that we did contract so that we could learn to identify and close them out and, and obviously get a lot of wisdom from that practice and, and get back to a calmer, more uh, neutral state of being and, and, um, and realize that we don't need these contracts within this position anymore. So um, as I'm talking about this, I'm realizing things I can do more about my situation. Um, even though I've done it in other areas, you know, maybe I haven't give, given this area enough attention. So, uh, again, kind of long-winded, but um, um, maybe that sheds some, some light. Yeah, it definitely does, man. Like, for anyone who uh, is on a similar level, vibrational level to us, who is, can understand uh, these terms and uh, the universe at large, that helps a ton, um, everything you just shared there, um, especially, like, when you explained that it was a soul contract thing, it isn't being uh, forced upon us, like, at, a, at some level of our being, we did agree to this, um, I guess, imposition and uh, this turbulence to kind of fight through it uh, and grow. But then, at a certain point, you can like you said, close up those contracts and move on and uh, reach the potential we do deserve because it's not meant to be hard. Like, life as a whole is not meant to be hard, but most people are experiencing a hard life. And I think it's because part of us, big uh, majority of the population don't know how to close out these contracts and they don't know how to tap in energetically to the divine energy that is the universe and that makes up everything. And when we're out of tune with that stuff, we just kind of fall victim to uh, just the way that life seems to be, what life seems to be throwing at us. And life just seems random and you can't really identify a pattern in it. When you think that you've overcome something, it just comes back around, but people don't realize that it's not linear like we seem to think it is. It's cyclical, so when things come back around to us and we're making prizes back again, um, it's really just there to see if you have vibrational shifts and see if you are a new person and if you do 
handle it differently. And if you do, chances are you won't have to deal with it again or you won't have to deal with it very often again. But um, if you are at the same vibrational frequency, there's a big chance that you will have to deal with it again. And uh, these other forces, whether it's uh, spiritual imposition or technological imposition, um, they can still have influence over your life and keep you at the level that you're meant to be at, or that not that you're meant to be at, that you are at. Um, and in saying that, like we are meant to be at certain levels for a certain period of time for uh, lessons that we do learn within them. But when it's when you know you're ready for a change and you know it's time to move on, there are these practices releasing that we can do in order to move on to the next things. And even if it's not huge changes, at least it gets the ball and momentum is everything. Right? Like I know with the attraction, I teach that a lot. Once you get the ball rolling with things and once you get that energy going, that can exponentially grow from there. But it all starts with um, releasing and then uh, getting the ball rolling in the right direction in the positive uh, positive law of attraction brain, I'll call it. Um, hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, um, you brought up a really, really good point, especially at the end. Um, you know, maybe it's time for, you know, a person to move on and not do that modality that they've been doing before. You know, I've been a music teacher for 25 years and, um, and I really enjoyed it. You know, I met a lot of beautiful people and, and helped a lot of wonderful musicians to, you know, it's incredible how they Form. And, you know, I love it. I love it. And I know it's much about music and I love performing music and writing songs. Um, and I've, I've thought of that, you know, is it time to move on in some way? But, you know, I love it so much. Why would I want to leave something that I love behind that's so dear and important to me? And music is such incredible art and such incredible um, vibration for the heart and the soul. So I, I, you're, I totally agree. There is a time to move on. And I know you know, from what I've heard, there's like nine year life cycles that, you know, we go through, um, you know, for nine years, we do, a, we do something or live in a certain place. After nine years, there's a, a feeling or that hey, it's time to move on to a different location or it's, it's time to move into a different aspect of my job or a different job. Like there's a change, a, a cycle of nine years. And, and the number nine actually is in relation to the end of a cycle as far as numerology is concerned. So, you know, there is that. There is that uh, that life change that does come up, um, those cycles that come up where it is time to change. Um, but that has been kind of a, a little bit of a, a frustration for me because, as I mentioned, my love for music is, is uh, the number one thing in life. So what I'm realizing or thinking now you know, it doesn't mean the end of it. It's just a transition to a different state of doing it. Um, in some ways, being over here in Bali and being away from a lot of my gear that I have back in Canada to produce the kind of music I want, and also the venues here, which are very, very small, and, and um, um, there's not a way to really express oneself as I have back in Canada uh, as far as expressing here in Bali. So... Um, you know, using a lot smaller equipment, um, um, a lot of distortion within equipment because it's not working properly. Um, and it's just it's just quite a lower level of expertise, I mean, even though there's very talented musicians here. As far as the native Balinese, incredibly talented, but there just seems to be something missing in the production, the production aspect of it. But um, but I, what I'm, long story short, it's just that I really appreciate... Um, what I have had. That's one biggest learning experience I'm getting way over here on the other side of the world is really appreciating what I have had. Um, so in a lot of ways, I'm so lucky to see that because, you know, so many of us just live in the same place, same country for years on end and end up getting caught in the main, um, you know, the main talk of complaining about life, especially in the first world countries like Canada, the U.S., Australia, you know, everybody gets dumbed down and complains about life. And when you step back of it and back from it and live in a third world country for a while, and really the third world countries are catching up to the first world, um, you know, it's 
so not that far away. But you really do appreciate where you, you grew up, where you lived, the, the family, the friends that you've been around, the vastness of the country, Mother Earth in that spot, um, the things you acquire uh, through, you know, living, the jobs, the hobbies that you can do. Um, and at the same time, it makes you wonder, wow, okay, I've experienced a third world country and, and the limitations I see from not having first world things. What is it I'm missing in a first world country that I don't know about that's actually the next step up from the first world country or the next step to the side instead of saying hierarchy? You know, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, like it makes you wonder, like, what am I missing in limitation? You know, that's actually a limitation that I don't know about because I haven't, haven't experienced it. So, uh, and another example is I've had a back problem for many years, a herniated disc, um, and then also a middle back problem that's been really um, coming to light in the last while, and a lot of pain, um, basically on the back end of the heart, and the heart, and that's also stress because it has been stressful at times here. Um, but I ran into a guy that's from New York, and he works on spine manipulation and the muscles around the spine. And basically, sports injuries. He's worked with pro tennis players uh, that come to the states, and um, and he he worked with a mentor and another fellow, and he's also teaches yoga. And through a combination of everything he's done and, and yoga poses, he was actually helped me um, release some very very stiff muscles around the spine that that got stiff that way from injuries in the past. And I tell you. You know, you get so used to how you feel, you think, well, I'm feeling really good today because this is normality for how I feel. But then all of a sudden your spine improves and you feel lighter, you feel straighter, you, your, your posture is better, your, your, actually your mind, your clarity is better, you feel more positive. So, you know, we can say that we feel good today, but you, you actually don't really know you can feel better than you do. You know, I know I got off topic, but it's just... Um, um, something that I guess needed to be shared. Um, so, getting back to our topic, um, you know, there may be a, a life cycle for it, and it may be time to move on something that's a, another joy in your heart, where abundance takes off, um, or it may be a, another avenue of a thing you love, but you have to do it in a different way, or maybe just take a step back from it and um, really feel the appreciation and and the incredible childlike excitement that did come with it at one time. And that's what I find now. I've got such appreciation, like I mentioned, like for guitar, for, for motorbikes, because I teach motorcycle training, um, for the hobbies, me and my brothers that I've had together. And um, I've got so much more enthusiasm for life as a result of that. So... Uh, I hope that helps. I know I kind of went a lot, little off topic there. No, that was really good, man. And honestly, I really do hear your enthusiasm for life again um, more and more uh, as like the months have rolled on here. And I know you've gone through a tough time being in Bali, where you're not necessarily in your uh, preferred country and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I really do hear the excitement and enthusiasm in your voice, and uh, it's contagious for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, you brought up a lot of good stuff there, man. Like, um, first off, I just want to say that music is also one of the biggest priorities in my life. I keep feeling more of a uh, drive to get back into it, especially, um, on the DJ side of things where I had a big passion for that, but never really, uh, had that come to fruition as I started a band at the same time and didn't have have time for both. And, yeah, like, now, one of my big driving forces in my life is to, like, create more income, not only so um, I can have more peace of mind, my girlfriend can have more peace of mind, but so I can start getting back into the things that really brought my life, like um, music and DJing and creating uh, organic uh, sounds and stuff with drums and uh, learning guitar and piano, which uh, I'm sure you'll be the one who teaches me guitar something, Michael. Um, and yeah, just uh, because honestly, nothing stimulates my cells and my soul more through my 
specifically than music, and I know a lot of you have uh, experienced that as well. And um, I think that anyone who does experience that at a cellular level, and they can feel it deep within their soul. Listening to music is one thing, but uh, I think that's a big sign that you should also be creating music, even if it's just as a hobby. It doesn't have to be uh, uh, to create income like Michael does with teaching, but um, uh, it's great to hear you, Michael, doing these uh, live mic nights um, in Bali, even if it's with uh, more distorted and stuff like that, but it's, it's awesome to hear that you're getting yourself out there in confidence again, because I know you were a lead singer for a band at one point in your life. Um, so that's good to hear. And, uh, yeah, moving on to the other things that you mentioned, I'm just trying to think right now. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a of, yeah, it's a matter of being adaptable, essentially, with the process. Um, so you need to take a step back, like Michael said, to just appreciate things and appreciate what you've had, especially after seeing people that have less than you have, and they're more happy than you. There's really something to look into there. Um, because it's not all about the material. It's definitely about the internal and making the most of what they have. And we're so guilty in the first countries, um, all the ones that you listed, of not being grateful for what we Especially if we haven't traveled to other places and be what the normal is, it's almost like going to a new planet. It's so uh, drastically different when you see people living in huts rather than houses, and uh, bathing in dirty water rather than clean water, and drinking from that. I watched a documentary recently, and that's where the most diseases are. Uh, transmuted through is through uh, dirty water and um, yeah people are drinking and breathing in it and we're just so lucky to have a clean freshwater system um, in all of North America and into Europe and Australia um, but yeah like the appreciation is one aspect of it uh, the approach is another aspect where you want to approach things from a different angle or um, get yourself in a different Fear of influence, um, build different relationships, whether you start out online doing that or face-to-face. And, um, yeah, I think it's not only the technological interface, but it's, it's the fact that we lean on technology so much and we, uh, we don't have as many face-to-face conversations as I'm sure people used to um, before my generation. No longer are we choosing to go uh, out into the world and experience new things without looking it up online. Uh, and I think that yields less conversation, which leads to less uh, connection and less uh, networking and connecting uh, someone to someone else. Like a big part of network marketing, which is a uh, industry that I used to be involved in is connecting people to other people who could help them out. Like there's so many times where I met someone who didn't necessarily have an interest in the business that I was involved in, but they could have benefited from some other person or some other information that I could lead them in the direction of. And it's that's really unifying when you can connect people to what they're looking for. Um, so I think there's lots of that in the world, um, along with the interference that's going on, so at the end of the day, it just comes down to acting and being um, on whatever desire you have burning in your heart. And even if you can't have that desire right away, like for me with music, creating that right now, what steps can I do now in order to get me there? Well, I can start going for more jobs that are higher paying, maybe something that's more um, in line with the experience that I've had so I can maximize that dollar and then start creating music again. Like, there's always a way. It's just a matter of looking at things from a different angle and uh, and trusting that even if there is interference in the universe, that you can get past that and you can release it. You can still step into your power as a human being because we all are very powerful. Um, 
Yeah, I know I ranted a little bit too, Michael, but uh, I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Um, just so you, just so you know, there's um, still a little bit of cutting out in your mic. Um, okay. It wouldn't be a bad uh, cord by chance, uh, maybe a different headset. No, I didn't buy a new headset or anything. I'm just using my laptop one that I used to use, and I think I hear a little bit out with you too. I'm not sure if it's one of our connections, but uh, mm. yeah. Okay. Right. Hopefully yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure when I get get closer, it'll you know back in Canada in a month's time, it'll be a lot easier. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it is quite a topic, eh? Like it's um, kind of hard to put the finger on it, like. Um, you know, there's so many aspects to it. I know it too. I'm, uh, you know, I'm in an environment in Bali where I'm not really at home and I do miss home. So, um, I think there's so many parts to the equation, you know, you should be in the location of mother earth. Do you feel comfortable and happy? And then, you know, the essence and foundation of your being is that. And then from there you sprout your roots and your tree branches and, and you're coming from a foundation of joy. So, you know, right now, my foundation of joy could be stronger because I'm really not in a location that resonates with me with Mother Earth in this spot. So, you know, that's probably, uh, you know, in my opinion, you know, as I was listening to you talk, it kind of came to me that it's probably a big part of why that doesn't work. And I'm also not a real big fan of Internet lessons. And I'd rather be uh, face-to-face with my student. And I'm not really in 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 uh, a location to do that sure i can teach here but then i got to get a work permit and um what they charge for music lessons uh for the native balinese here is uh very very low so it's really not worth it as far as what the price of the work permit is it's just you know you can you can't even make any money really so so it you know cause people ask that why don't you teach here well and then the you know the people that do come the tourists and the expats that live here um there there's the odd one of the few guitar lessons but it, it's such a, a a reality reality here of jumping around where there's really no um for lack of a better word discipline into you know once a week doing a music lesson so that you can grow and get better with it um there's like try it and then there's also a, an attitude as well I can play a few chords. That's good enough. Oh, well, timing. What's, the, what's that? That's not important. So there, there is a very, very shallow idea of what music is so that you can, um, you know, you can feel good enough at a certain level without actually working hard to be as good as you really can be. And, and you know, like, for example, back in Canada, if we have open mic nights where, ch- where musicians come to the stage and play, they really know how to play. And then there's here, there's musicians that come up and play, and, you know, honestly, they don't really know how to play. You know, um, some some are good. Uh, and some native Balinese, like I mentioned before, are incredibly talented, you know, really wicked, really good musicians. But there's a lot of people, especially the tourists or the expats who come from different uh, countries of the world to come here. Um, I know this sounds judgmental, but as a very, you know, as a musician for 40 years of my life and playing in front of people, in front of thousands of people and working hard to play with really good musicians, there's a lot of people that just do not want to put the work in to give music what it demands and what it needs in order to be in order to bring that emotion that story that you have inside to move people because if you don't do music right and present music the way music should be presented with feeling with with respect with um, uh, with the dynamics that it can have to actually have a story come out of that yeah then it lacks you know, if, if you put a few chords together and start singing and, and you're off key and, and people clap because they're just being nice, that's an illusion. That's like a, a synthetic reality of of giving somebody a pat on the back for saying you don't have to work hard, you don't have to reach your full potential. You know, 
that's a good thing about people and souls that are here and are very experienced in their fields. You know, if we want to be as, you know, if we want to be a really good uh, coach of a basketball team, we want to learn from that coach and the years of experience he has in that field to be good. You can't just say, I'll take one or two things of a hundred things that you have to say and I'm good enough, I can coach now. You know, like, so that's what I find is there is a, a laziness here. And for me, where I have a very strong work ethic and I went through a very, very tough time as a musician being harshly critiqued by many, many good, solid musicians. And I, I just said, okay, I have to work hard. I realized that. And I did put the work into it. And I always know I can be better. It's not about thinking you're the best and, and having everybody bow down to yourself because that's not the case. It's we're in competition with ourselves to see how good we can be at whatever we love. So we need to keep doing that. That is an incredible experience to be the best you want to be at whatever you do. It doesn't mean you're in competition with others because everybody else has their unique song and they do things a little differently and we can all learn from each other. But um, that's what I really miss. Like back in Canada, there is um, uh, that very, very strong work ethic um, to be good, to be the best you can be. And in this environment here, it's definitely not here. And it's, it's just kind of a, a riding some kind of wave of synthetic creation of life here that that I just don't resonate with. And that's why I want to get out of here. You know, it's beautiful. The bowlings are beautiful. But um, um, I know all of us, that includes the Balinese and all people of the world, we don't have to sit in a hut and sleep on the dirt of the ground. Yeah, you can say that I accept that and I appreciate that. But... Have you, do you really know there's more than that than what you've been taught? And in this case, they don't know that there's more than that that they could experience. So you can settle for what you got, but you got you know, keep reaching because you never know how much beauty you see out there that's actually the beauty that you achieve from what's inside of yourself. Well, I think I'll leave it at that for now. There's a yeah, no, it's very interesting stuff you bring up there in terms of striving towards your goal and the fulfillment can come with that. And yeah, like when we start settling, we start dying. I heard that a while back now, but it's it's the truth, honestly. Like when you're not reaching your full potential or at least trying or at least trying to be better a little bit than yesterday in some way, um, you're going to feel super unfulfilled. And, like, you're opening my eyes um, because I've kind of been living, like, the Balinese uh, (laughs) in terms of not settling. Like, I'm never content with where, completely content with where I'm at. I know, uh, spiritually, a lot of New Age people say, oh, you should be content and accept everything. And everything's okay. It doesn't matter if people want to try it music or try it this or that. They can try at their own pace. And a big part of me does... I mean, a part of me agrees with that, but at the same time, I know that fulfillment relies on incrementally getting better than you were before and not comparing, because that's where it starts to get toxic, but um, not comparing to others, but yes, comparing to yourself. Like, there's a difference in the comparisons when you're comparing to others and comparing to self. When you're comparing Mm -hmm. to yourself, they can be very beneficial um, in terms of progressing because we're all here to evolve. Um, a lot of us are striving to evolve in multiple areas, whether it's fitness, uh, spirituality, um, any hobby uh, or a work or a relationship, bringing those to another level too because those can always improve too. Um, and we tend to forget about the uh, aspect and we allow relationships to fizzle out and die because anything that you're not trying to progress will eventually fizzle out and crumble if you don't give it the time and the effort that is required to 
bring it to the next level and create that level of fulfillment. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a very interesting um, topic that you brought up. I'm glad the conversation went down this road because um, it's important stuff to to be thinking about. Like, what is going to fulfill me? Progress. And what should I be prioritizing my progress in? What what do I value in life so much that I can put some other things aside that don't necessarily matter as much and I can focus on these core things? For myself, it's relationships. It's uh, physical health. It's spirituality. And, um, I mean, finances is in there as well, but if you can incorporate the finances in with those things that you're more passionate about... Um, I think that's honestly how you live ultimate life and become the most fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for for sure. Thank you, Zach. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Like I, I, I I feel grateful for all that I do have in my life. And, you know, I I am grateful for this experience here in Bali as well too. And um, it's always being, you know, appreciative of everything that's surrounding every moment and finding the beauty within it for me. But also always making sure I strive and don't get caught in stagnation. Um, there is a, a, a good friend of mine here, an incredible musician. He's from Java. Um, so he's, he's a, a Javanese fellow, born and raised in Java. Cool. And, um, yeah, he, we get along really well. And he's worked on my guitar, and we play guitar together. And last night we went to an open mic, open mic place where you can take guitar in front of people, like I was mentioning. Um, and there's these you know, kind of, uh, yeah, I pick up the guitar and I'm playing and I'll sing a few songs. And, and so people get that experience. And it is very beneficial. It does help you grow as a musician. And, uh, you know, if those, people, if those people want to move on further, it's going to aid them. Um, but this Japanese fellow was sitting beside me. He, said, he was shaking his head because he was able to go to the U.S. and play in some bands and play, you know, in, in more professional venues and, 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 he, he has the work ethic to be picky with himself, to be, to be better, to challenge himself, to be better. And we get along really well because we're both like that. And when he played last night, he brought the right equipment that he needed and with the right sound through the PA so that when he played, he looked like he knew what he was doing. And he was elevated so much more above what, we, what you could say the previous musicians just because of his understanding of what he can do with music, because he strived to understand more about it. So it's when you get to that point and you keep pushing and keep learning, because you always keep learning, there's always more to learn. It, it's so much more satisfying because it, there's so much, there's so much to it. You know, there, there's so much to a guitar. There's so much to a thickness of a string. The thicker the string, the more sound you have. The, the, the thinner the string, the more you can bend, bend the string to, to make it easier to vibrate out of the strings. So that, you know, the, the kinds of guitars that produce unique sounds, the kinds of uh, amplifiers you need to produce the kind of sound that's going to resonate with the music that you want to produce. So and when you do all those aspects as a musician, then the sound that comes through which is what you want to hear, which resonates with your heart, is now that magic that comes out to the people that moves and resonates them into the, to a, a direction of opening their hearts to the beauty that they are. So everything we do in life, if we have a passion for it, you know, don't just lightly do it. If you love it, dig into it because that's, that's part of your reason for being here. That's your passion. So dig into it and understand it and get the wisdom from it and, and bring your wisdom to it and add to it. And um, what, you produce, what you produce is what helps humanity. Yeah, very true. I'm glad that you, you mentioned that. Anything that's a passion of yours um, is designed to be a passion by your soul and the universal creator so that it can help others. Um, it's a beautiful design that way. And, mm. um, yeah, like, I'll just use go to the gym as an example because that is an area that I have, have had some success in. 
um, in terms of just physical fitness. Um, I'm, and I mean, I have a long way to go with my goals, but I'll just say this because it's familiar for me. Um, when you're at the gym, when you see these people who are off and on with it, and um, they might they might not be as much of a passion or whatever, but it's just hard seeing all this impact into potential and knowing where someone could be if they just try a little more and like knowing the fulfillment that would come with it. Not even just for like physical results, but they would feel inside about themselves. Like, um, and that applies to music, that applies to any hobby. Like, when you see people who just start for a certain level, um, and like there's there's countless reasons why they're doing it and everyone their own process and I, I like to respect everyone for whatever um, amount of effort and stuff that they want to put into but you, just knowing the level of fulfillment that I achieved um, whether it be in the gym or um, at work or in my relationships just from driving towards those things it's, it's uh, a little bit hard to completely just turn my back and allow people to be on their own process when I know the fulfillment that is available to them if they just dug deep a little more. Um, right. So, yeah, like, um, I think an important life, part of life is discipline in certain aspects because, um, I mean, there's the pain of discipline or there's the pain of regret. So, like, you will experience the pain of regret if you don't um, – become a little disciplined at least with those things that you are passionate about and the things that you do want to um, get better at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, um, yeah. Uh, working out in the gym. I mean, that, that is about art. It's um, designing your physical body to the way you want to see yourself physically. And it, it's, Definitely, definitely an art form. You know, obviously you get stronger. You can, you know, uh, be stronger at your job if you've got heavy lifting. It's, it's um, understanding the muscles better and um, to cause symmetry if you're into bodybuilding um, or even just toning and being stronger in a, in a different way um, for repetition or for uh, uh, longevity longevity strength kind of thing so yeah there's so many aspects to everything that um, you may have a passion for uh, on the surface you might see one thing but behind it there's so much more and uh, then you can be an expertise in your passion that you love and help others who have that passion um, yeah so um, yeah you know um, as you mentioned, you know, definitely it's it's really important to be grateful for every moment that you're in and, and every location that you're in and understand why you're there because from the greater essence of your greater being uh, in harmony with the universal creator, this is what you want. You want this experience that you're at right now, even if it feels uh, uh, very hard and heavy and not really what you like, um, you did want to go through it. So uh, a good thing to ask yourself is, you know, um, why did I create this and what do I need to experience from this? So if, if you go through a situation where things are tough and very hard, you know, ask yourself that question and see if you can answer that and really become more aware of why the situation is happening. Um, and then getting back to our power of intention in this topic, you know, like why do I only have one guitar student? You know, um, you know why am I creating this? And what do I need to learn? from having one guitar student when I used to have 50. Well, you know, I already can answer that logically because I'm not in the same location because music lessons in Canada as compared to Bali don't run in the same format. Um, where music lessons coincide with the school year and, and are a habitual one-week nature, um, that doesn't exist here. So that's definitely one big part of the problem. Um, yeah, so I mean, I already have a lot of answers to that situation that do make sense. And um, why do I not have them on the internet? Um, even though I've been advertising on Instagram and so on, I, that's that's a hard one. I got to figure that one out because I I've had a lot of information I put out on Instagram and Facebook, and um, it doesn't seem to happen. Maybe it's because my my heart's not into the internet 
um, musical scenes. So maybe it's just me um, trying avenues that um, really I'm not hard, you know, feel joy about. So, uh, <laughs> you know, no one has all the answers. I certainly don't. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always learning and I know I always will. And I know I don't have all the answers, but um, um, together, hopefully we can find them all. Um, anything then, you'd like to add? Yeah, for sure. I, th I think the more we conversations, the more we do come closer to finding the answers, because of course it's valuable to go within, but it also helps to realize things and we uh, can collaborate together. So um, it would be nice to get some callers in on that too, pretty mm. soon. But, but yeah, like you brought up uh, good points there. Um, brain fart on what I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah, like when passions don't work out, um, it is honestly for your highest good. Um, what Whether it means that there's more to learn by staying at this level or um, there's going to be something around the corner that leads you in another direction that leads to even more joy in uh, the current thing that you're trying towards or you're striving towards. Um, I know for myself recently I had had uh, last year a big passion for um, creating videos and uh, content and pictures for Instagram and YouTube stuff. And the more I did it, the more I realized I don't want to be that involved with computer work and just the stress and strain on me. And I know we talked about this in the last episode. And um, my girlfriend and I were doing it together, and for her, it was just having to um, look the part and always be um, camera ready and be out in the world doing things when we honestly do enjoy our home time and recharging at home so much, too. Um, it was mm -hmm. just a very delicate thing to balance, and like sometimes you just have to try these passions and realize um, if you want to continue with them or not. And, um, I mean, there's a difference between uh, just quitting because you were undisciplined and quitting because you truly felt within the essence of your soul that uh, this isn't meant for me. Um, right. And, yeah, like, it, it makes you wonder whether it was uh, ego because we have a bad connotation around ego, but whether it was uh, influenced through the mind, whether we had that passion because we saw um, on Instagram who just travel and take pictures and it pays for itself and they become successful that way. Um, part was probably influenced from that. Another part is probably influenced from uh, just enjoying the act of taking pictures when we do feel like it because we honestly do. But when it became a chore for us that we had to do it, uh, we realized that passion was actually there to do it full time, at least for now. Um, anything can change, anything can happen, but I just share that example to help people realize that you got to find out whether these questions are for you or not, and you can't just sit back thinking about them because you'll just leave your regrets eventually, because um, time is a valuable commodity, the most valuable that we have, and uh, yeah, it's a matter of going out there and Figuring out if that thing's for you, and if it's not, then the universe is pointing you more towards thing that is meant for your soul. And you know, I was listening to a guy uh, named Brendan. Sorry, you're cutting out quite a bit. Uh, um, can you hear me? Check. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I can Hello. hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I was listening to a fellow named Brendan Burchard. He's like a life. Uh, um, he's got a lot of enthusiasm. He helps find people find potential in themselves. And a lot of people get to a certain level, he says, and they, they don't know where to go from that. And sometimes that's where that stagnation or, you know, I'm doing the same thing uh, comes. So there's... Um, there's there's always a, an ability to go further in your passion. It's just that sometimes we level off and kind of get stuck in a certain plateau and not really figure out how to get to the next plateau. So 
uh, I, I just want to remind people that don't give, give, give up on your passions. I just realized you probably hit a certain plateau and you probably go further. Um, we're running out of time here pretty quick, so I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening and encourage everybody to give a call sometime. Um, uh, we've got a website called www.truthwarrior.life, and uh, Zach and me have information about ourselves. And, and we, we are helping people through, you could say, as a life coach uh, with spirituality, uh, the physical body, nutrition, workout. So thank you. And thank you, Zach. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Uh, great topic, and I wish you best of luck in following your passions and releasing the energy that are preventing you from realizing your full potential. Sounds good, buddy. Take care. Take care, everybody. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.